This is Larie Daniel Favors, and welcome to The Hub. Yes, Arnold Ludd, who is a, a My Brother's Keeper fellow. He is an ambassador for the Inspiring Minds program, and he is graduating this year from BCAM High School this month. He has been an honor roll student all throughout high school, extraordinarily active through his peer group. He is just an amazing young brother. He has excelled academically through high school. He is ranked third in his class, and he's a member of the National Honor Society, and he is going to be talking with us about his project idea, Gloves Up, Guns Down, his experience at the Inspiring Minds Shark Tank student event, where he was awarded uh, funding to implement his program, and joining him is going to be Katrina Peru, who is the founding executive director of Inspiring Minds New York City. Uh, This is a collective uh, of organizations. She is just, uh, let me tell you, I've known Katrina since we were in college together, and she is a Amazing. In addition to the fact that she could whoop any of y'all on a basketball court and she played for Penn State where she won two Big Ten championships. I could talk all about her basketball skills and y'all know I don't know nothing about basketball. But in addition to that, she has directed a ton of programs. She served as chief program officer at Urban Arts Partnership before she founded her current organization. She has shared her expertise through TED Talks and several statewide and national conferences. I could go on and on about both of their bios, but instead, Steve, can we just give them a big round of applause and thank them so much for being here? There we go. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Arnold and Katrina, I'm so glad to have both of you here. Welcome to the Larry Daniel Favors Show. Hey, Larry. Hello, hello. Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you both. We can hear you both. Katrina, I'm going to skip you. I'm going to go straight to Arnold. You and I are old heads, and I want to talk to this young brother right here because, Arnold, I've seen uh, the video that you put together advertising your program, Gloves Up, Guns Down, and I know that it is dedicated towards combating uh, gun violence in school. But before we get to that, I want you to talk to us about the Student Shark Tank event that you participated in this summer or, or this past year, what that program was, and what you plan on doing with your winnings for that program. So the student shark tank, it was a shark tank with a lot of students from different um, parts of Brooklyn. And it was different people showing their projects. So my project was gloves up, guns down. And I was a part of the MBK part of it when I faced up against one of my MBK fellows and I won. Mm. So this project is gloves up, guns down. It was a project that me and my friends came up with in the summer. And we filmed a YouTube video in a park by our school. This was inspired by us just having a problem amongst each other and, you know, seeing kids like ourselves on YouTube picking up some gloves and boxing out instead of using weapons. Now, Arnold, one of the reasons I was impressed with your idea was that, you know, I, I've often heard the old head say, I can't believe these kids are shooting. Well, we used to do a fair one. You know, if you, you got a problem with somebody, you take it out back and you handle it. Man to man, woman to woman yeah. with the gloves. 
And yet we have seen that gun turning to guns and gun violence has been something that has been really prevalent, not just in Brooklyn, not just in Chicago, not just in L.A., but really all across the country. We are seeing this increase in gun violence. Can you talk to us a little bit, Arnold, about what the impact? I mean, I know what it's like to be an adult living in a hood that's got those issues, but going to school where you know that you are either loved ones or family members or friends that you have are no longer here or are friends who you know who are involved in activity that is going to lead to gun violence. Talk to us a little bit, for those of us in the audience who have not been in high school for a long time, talk to us about what it's like in your life to deal with issues of gun violence. How does that show up for you? What does it look like when these are the issues that you're confronting? So in my life as a young black man walking down the street, it's always going to be I say a scared in my heart wonder if I would get shot today or tomorrow. You know, my parents is probably scared about me walking the streets because I don't know about y'all, but me, you know, I know people that die from gun violence. I got family in jail for gun violence. And I'm sure you got friends and family that's yep. in jail for gun violence or die from gun violence too. So for me, um, it's very scary going to a school in Brooklyn, New York. A lot of people usually move their kids out the hood, but mm. I feel like I'm glad that I went to a school out here because the hood made me. You know, mm. when people move out the hood, they send these kids to like, schools where it's not really their minority and that leads them to be so as you would say from the hood you know me growing up here it showed me how to be hard how do you know not take certain things as an offense and how to be a better man in the future mm. now katrina when i hear someone like arnold i i'm reminded of the fact that as a parent i actually i'm Every time my child walks out the house, my son, my oldest, I'm concerned about his safety. Um, every time. <laughs> like, it's, And yes, it's the police, but really it's also what Arnold was talking about, that fear of knowing that, yes, I have family members who have been impacted by gun violence. I have friends uh, who have been uh, involved in gun violence. And so I have myself run from shootouts with my baby in my hand. So when we're thinking about what it looks like for young people, as someone who, in your position, you are, as a service provider, you are meeting the needs of these students. Talk to us about how they bring those issues to you and what it was that motivated you to host this student Shark Tank event. Okay, thank you. That's a very good question. And I want to shout out Arnold. Arnold is one of our, um, our top leaders and inspiring minds. He's led all kinds of initiatives. So I'm super excited about mm. all that he's going to do with his project and beyond. Um, so... On my end, like once once the pandemic happened, we really had to pivot and do everything differently. You know, um, I had to be more present mm. uh, with my work than ever before. You know, before the pandemic, everything was, you know, we could plan by the month, we could plan by the year, you know, what we're going to be doing. Um, but once the pandemic started, things changing by the week, by the day, by the month, it was really mm. hard to actually plan long term. So I was forced to be more present um, than ever before. And then being more present, that, that meaning, you know, having to, you know, talking and being in dialogue with, with the kids on a daily basis. You know, every Friday I have a meeting with 10 high school students and they let me know what's going on. You know, uh, that's how we're able to stay relevant. That's, that's one of the reasons why they sign into our programs every day. Um, but it's not just about understanding what's going on with them, but also giving them a platform to be able to build and lead uh, their own initiatives and projects to solve, solve their own problems in their communities. 
Now, that's um, actually one of the so, things that I'm, I, I just want to pause you there for just a minute. That's actually one of the, the things I'm so fascinated by, by about your program, because Inspiring Minds is one of those programs. It's not, you, you know, we, we've got poverty pimp programs out there. And those are the programs for those of you who don't know. If you are a program who the best you can do is stop black kids from fighting on a basketball court or teach them a dance routine for their after school program. I mean, that's the best you can do. All right. But nine times out of 10, that's not the best you can do. That's just the easiest thing you can do uh, because you're able to pimp the conditions and get paid without having to put in a lot of effort. Katrina, Inspiring Minds is the exact opposite of that. And I have seen your program and I've watched it grow during a pandemic when everyone across the country seems to be having such difficulty reaching children, particularly black children. You guys are actually having a lot of success with online virtual programming. And it sounds like those weekly meetings are certainly part of it. But what are some of the other ingredients that you are putting into this program that is allowing you to achieve such success, reaching a population of students that other people are not able to successfully reach during this period? Wow, thank you for asking that question. Um, so what I want to share is like prior to the pandemic, uh, year, in the year 2019, I probably wrote 15 proposals for funding mm. and none of them got funded. 15 straight proposals, they all got denied. And I was speaking to one funder and she said to me, you know, I think what you're doing is great and it's awesome, it's much needed in our community, but it's going to be really hard to get funding for programs that address systemic racism, mm. that, that, that really uh, is rooted in social justice. And hmm. talking about oppression uh, against black and brown kids. She said, but at the same time, she said, don't change. Keep doing what you're doing because we need it. And eventually hmm. a, break, a breakthrough is going to happen. Uh, and I remember I almost wanted to quit, you know, um, going into uh, after I got my last rejection letter for funding. I wanted to I wanted to quit. I thought, like, maybe, you know, if I can't get the resources. Maybe this isn't right. for me. Maybe this isn't what I should be doing. Um, but I decided to keep anyway because I do feel like this is a uh, this is part of my purpose. I feel like God gave me this vision, so mm. you know, I'm going to keep going. Um, then the pandemic happened, um, and then when the pandemic happened, um, all of a sudden, not just the pandemic, but George Floyd happened, Breonna Taylor happened, right. all these things started happening, and all of the inequities in our communities were were magnified, you know, magnified to the point where it can no longer be ignored. Mm. And anyone who's been on social media, you guys all saw how everybody started to jump on a bandwagon by saying, like, hey, we fund social justice um, organizations. <laughs> yep. We're unpacking systemic racism. And then all of a sudden, the work that we've already been doing became more of a priority. It became mm. more important. And people people saw value in it. So just like that, there was a turn of events. You know, it went from not being able to get any funding to all of a sudden people started to uh, see value in what we were doing. Uh, we started to get grants, um, and we didn't do anything different. We just kept doing the same things we were already doing. So you was, were already meeting uh, the needs kids. of black children. You were doing this you beforehand. You were already meeting the needs of black children. Not yep. getting funded. Not, so yep. you're meeting the needs of black children, not getting funded, and then the pandemic strikes, and there's a realization, oh, snap, <laughs> there's not a lot of people out there doing this work. And so you end up seeing a turn in your own ability to provide services, and you were able to then turn that into these sort of innovative ideas where the children are literally telling you what it is that you need, and you organize to provide it. T talk to us about the Shark Tank project and how that came to be, because I know there are, I talk to people on a regular basis, and I know there are at least 10 thousand people i'm going to say ten thousand people right now who have a passion for black children who want to create programming for them but who are running into what you experienced and yet you took that and turned it around talk to us about the shark tank experience and how that sort of uh, embodies really everything that it is that you're talking about 
Okay. Well, I decided to do the Shark Tank experience because the one thing that worked really well for us during the pandemic was running youth-led, youth-designed programs and initiatives. And another thing that kept coming up during the pandemic was the amount of mental health issues our youth were having. Mm. Um, almost every day, I had young people sharing with me their, their challenges with uh, anxiety or depression and even suicidal ideation. That, that wow. came up a lot more than I, uh, than I thought than I thought it should, but it's a real thing. Whether you hear our high school kids talking about it or not, it's a real thing that's going on um, with our kids. Uh, some of it was there before the pandemic, but it spiked during the pandemic. Can, can we pause uh, so there for just a, a second? To, I'm sorry, Katrina. I just want yeah. to pause there for a second. A lot of times when we hear the word suicidal ideation, we don't think about black children, but you're talking about black children. I just Is that correct? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to be clear about that because a lot of times we hear that and people are like, oh, that's not our kids. We don't do that. That's false. (laughs) What we need to be clear about is that that is absolutely false. And black children are entertaining these ideas and they are uh, choosing suicide as one of many other options that they are considering. So we have to be aware. I just wanted to make sure that we were clear about that so people didn't brush that aside. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Continue your point. Yeah, we even had uh, one young man on his first day of uh, coming to our program during, um, you have like a poetry writing class, and he shared a poem about uh, wanting to end it all, and nobody would miss him anyway. That, that His mm-hmm. whole poem was about that. And when his poem was over, it opened up a conversation amongst our, our teams around uh, others. Others started sharing it. They felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turned into them giving advice to one another around what they could do to support one another, and the importance of staying connected. And then mm. that's where our I'm Connected campaign kind of birthed from. Uh, we know that being isolated is like the ingredient for uh, becoming depressed or, you know, or increased anxiety rates. Mm. So, so our, our young people are, are challenging other kids to come up, with, um, come up with activities or service projects that would bring their peers together so that every kid can feel connected to either each other or to the larger wow. community. And that's, where this, and that's where the Shark Tank idea came from. So the Shark Tank idea, I had um, about $10,000 of additional funds. Um, so I was going to fund up to $10,000 for projects from our high school kids to, mm. uh, to, to fund their activities, to fund their service projects. And when we, when we started the campaign, we received um, about 40 proposals from high wow. school kids around Brooklyn. We had a committee of about eight kids who read through the proposals and scored the proposals. Mm. Um, and then the top, and then the top 11 students who had the highest scores were able to present their ideas Shark Tank style to the larger community through through mm. a Zoom um, through a Zoom town hall. Um, and we had judges, and the judges were also from the community. Uh, Superintendent uh, Karen Watts uh, was a judge. Uh, um, the president of Diversity in Action magazine, he was a judge. Um, we had a student, we had a student judge, Matt Perdomo, who was also a judge. And, you know, there was a variety of judges. Wow. And some of the judges were people who actually uh, invested funds in the project. So it's kind of like a real shark tank where the investors are actually getting mm. a chance to decide who they're going to find and, and give feedback. Um, and one of, the, one of the superintendents called me the day before the event, and uh, she started off by saying that she didn't want to be a judge anymore. And I asked her why not, and she's like, "Well, I just feel bad about the kids who don't win, and mm. I, I just feel like they all should win. Can, can you please rethink this?" And I was like, "Well, if we fund all the kids, I'm going to need eight thousand more dollars." So just like that, I got eight thousand more dollars. What? So I originally, yes, just like that. So I originally wanted to only grant ten thousand, and we ended up being able to fund eighteen thousand dollars 
worth of um, projects uh, to mm. our young people. And it was pretty fun because during the event, they didn't know that they were all going to win. So we treated it as if, as if it was a competition. Wow. Um, and then at the end, it was this great reveal that they were all going to be funded. So we actually have 11 students who are running projects this summer, uh, service projects. Projects kind of range from um, mental health projects to uh, environmental justice um, projects to food justice projects um, to fun things like like uh, Friday Vibes, where they just watch movies together on Fridays you know, as a way to have fun together. Mm. Um, so I'm excited about that. And that's going to be our summer program this year. You know, I never ran a summer summer program that was 100% led by our, by our youth. Um, but we're going to see how it goes. And I have full confidence that they're going to knock it out the park. And, uh, and Arnold is one of the winners. So uh, the Gloves Up, Guns Down project is going to be one of the initiatives that, that we'll be running. Arnold, talk to us. I, I'm so proud of you. I, don't, like, I wish I could see you in person and we didn't have the Rona thank you, so thank I could you. just hug you up and love you up. But just know that I'm virtually sending you all the hugs and all the loves. Talk to us about your project in particular. I know you, you mentioned it briefly in the very beginning, but this pitch that you were able to successfully uh, get funded, what was that like for you to have an idea that you could share with other people that other people believed in so much that they would want to make sure you got the money or you were one of many who could get the money? Um, and then what do you hope to see with your project? Um, it was great, but I can't take all the credit for the project because, you know, I had my friend group help me with it too, but I was the one that was writing the proposal for this project. But this project will be held at my school, Brooklyn Community Arts and Media High School. It will be a three-week training. It will teach the kids how to box professionally. And at the last week, we will have a box-off where we match up students. And also, I will have a dear officer that I connected to, through Inspiring Minds, to come talk to the kids for an hour about gun violence. Mm. And I'll be promoting my project through the Army Love Superintendency meeting about gun violence prevention. You say the name of the, the the superintendent meeting one more time. You said it's Armed with Love? Yes, Armed with Love. I'm actually hosting that event, and that's why I'm going to talk a little bit more about my project, too. And what, what made you decide that it should be named Armed with Love? It's Armed with Love because it's a, it's a family. Your community is your family. Come on. So Armed with Love comes from you being a family and be family killing each other, you know? Us, as black people, we are family. Kids go to school together. Black people go to work together, and we shouldn't be killing our own. Mm. And every time the news says, well, they don't care about themselves enough to stop gun violence, I just need to, everyone to look at someone like Arnold Ludd, <laughs> like this project that he created. Uh, Arnold, how can we support those people? This is a national show. There are people who are all across the country. How could they support your Armed with Love project to prevent gun violence? At this point right now, I'm making a GoFundMe. So if you would like to donate money, you could do that. Um, I did receive 2500 from Inspiring Minds. So I'll be investing that into boxing gear for my project and getting the space, you know, to pay for the instructor. I have the connection with the DA's office. Um, you could send donations. You could just um, share the flyer. I have a flyer. And I'm um, just, make, you know, you could come stop by the school to see. We will be recording a video. So any way that you want to donate, or just come and step by, be a, a special guest, and share your thoughts on it, I would love it. 
I'm definitely going to be sharing the link to your event on my Twitter handle at Laree Favors, which is why I tell all my audience at the beginning of the show why you should be following my account so we can share this information with you. Katrina, your organization, Inspiring Minds, it sounds like y'all are doing the the gods and the goddesses work uh, of keeping our children meaningfully occupied. And I know I'm going to have to have you come back because I know that there are so many projects that you have your hands on with these young people, projects that are actually producing these amazing results. Talk to us about how we can follow the work of inspiring minds. And I know that we're going to have more. I already know we're going to have to have you come back, but just talk to us now about how we can follow the work of inspiring minds so that the other folks who are wanting either inspiration for how they can grow their programs or who want to just support uh, and grow your program, how can they follow the work that you guys are doing? Okay. Well, we are, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can follow us at inspiring minds, NYC. Um, our, Twitter, our Twitter handle is at IMNYC12. And as far as uh, support is concerned, um, there's donation links on all of our uh, social media pages. On, on Twitter, in the bio, you will see um, a, GoFundMe, a GoFundMe link. And if you're interested in donating to Arnold's Project, you can donate through that GoFundMe link and just type in the notes, Arnold's Project. And I, I, will, make sure that, I will make sure that he gets it. Um, and also just keep in mind that um, in the social sector, uh, only 4% of all the funds that's out there go to black nonprofits. Mm. You know, so that means that 96% of the funds that are out there for nonprofits are going to others, even though most of the work is for our own communities. Wow. You know, so it's really important that we support one another um, because I have to say it's by the grace of God that, that we've been able to do as much as we've been able to do and have mm. the impact that we've had, you know, with the, with the amount of resources that we've, uh, that, that we've received. So um, any donation and any amount of support would be appreciated. Well, I'm going to definitely be be sharing the link. Uh, the Armed with Love event, I think, is just an it's a beautiful example of what happens when we don't just say we got to do something about these kids, but we then look to the kids and say, "Kids, what should we do?" <laughs> I think this is just a great example that we don't have to have all the answers. Sometimes, when you provide our children with the resources that they need, they've got solutions within them uh, that need to be teased out and just have a way to be let out into the world. So, Arnold Ludd, it is been such a pleasure to meet you up close and personal. I've, I've watched your videos. I've been so impressed with your presentation and the way you just communicate and what you said about our community being a family. That, to me, I think is one of the things that's going to make me smile the most about today. Let Arnold Ludd and Katrina Peru, thank you both so much for being here. I appreciate having you both here with us. Thank you.